Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last week, we talked to Rebecca Koffler, just getting some background on both Putin and Zelensky, also getting some background on the history between Russia and Ukraine, why Putin decided to invade when he did, why he did not do it under Trump, why he waited to do it under Biden, and also what his endgame is. What does he ultimately want from all of this? So that was the last episode. In this episode, we're going to talk to Rebecca about where this is heading. How close to a world war are we right now? What are her biggest concerns? We'll also get into China a little bit. She'll reveal something that honestly blew my mind. I think it will yours as well. And we'll discuss about this deepening relationship between Russia and China and what it means for our country and our future moving forward. Again, Rebecca Koffler is the author of Putin's Playbook. She is also a strategic military intelligence analyst who served as a Russian doctrine and strategy specialist in the Defense Intelligence Agency. So this is someone who has studied Russia throughout her career. This is what she knows. I hope you enjoy the second part with Rebecca Koffler. There were reports that we blew up the Nord Stream pipelines, not Russia. Do you think that's accurate? No, I don't. That one, I disagree. Um, so, in fact, I wrote a piece, uh, which is basically my unclassified uh, intelligence analysis uh, on the Fox News website, top five reasons why uh, Russia is behind the Nord Stream um, uh, explosion. Um, just a couple of points uh, on that, as it's consistent with uh, Russian uh, doctrine of strategic operation to defeat critical infrastructure of the adversary. Um, the Russians had and Putin had the motivation uh, to do it. Um, the pipelines, neither Nord Stream 1, neither nor Nord Stream 2 were operational. They were not revenue producing at the time, right? Because the Russians refused to repair Nord Stream 1, uh, claiming that sanctions are preventing them from uh, getting necessary parts. Nord Stream 2 was never authorized. And so um, 
in their doctrinal documents, they actually explored similar um, types of operations. So I wrote it all up. Um, anybody can look it up. Uh, with regard to us, you know, the United States, yes, we do have, we're one of very few countries that have the capability to do it, to do it covertly the way that it was done, but it's just not how we do business. Um, at least in this particular, yes, we do, you know, all sorts of operations, but in this particular scenario, um, this would have been a covert operation which requires the authorization of the president. And uh, look at, you know, Joe Biden was effectively uh, paralyzed when he had to make the decision about shooting down the Chinese uh, spy balloon. Uh, can you imagine him actually authorizing the, uh, the intelligence operation of that? scale and also the operation had a very dramatic um, environmental consequences and we just don't do business that way Lisa so that is not accurate my assessment is that Russia is behind the Nord Stream explosions interesting you know Joe Biden obviously had said that if Russia invades Ukraine that he would end Nord Stream 2 and then Blinken you know essentially celebrated the destruction of the pipelines so it just sort of uh, you know raises suspicions with even the things they've said publicly sure no I I understand why and the Russian definitely play up that uh, narrative um, uh, but I think uh, Joe Biden probably regrets what he said uh, I believe what he meant was non-kinetic ways of eliminating you know the Nord Stream which he which he did um, in a sense by having the Germans refuse to to certify it so it's not operational so re the result is the same right but i don't think uh president biden meant kinetic uh strike on Nord stream and elimination of it that way but i can see how people you know would come to that conclusion you had said something earlier about so you think that covid was not an accidental lab leak it, it was part of an inattentional plan by china yes i do I do. Uh, China has uh, a doctrine of unrestricted warfare. Under that doctrine, there are several types of weapons that China um, considers soft weapons. And biological, you know, Cambio is under that bucket. The Wuhan Institute has uh, participated in those programs uh, for years. And in fact, we were funding the gain of, you know, function research that um, Dr. Fauci, you know, denied. And so um, it's going to be, unfortunately, the intelligence community uh, did not have the guts to come out and, you know, call China on it because, you know, sometimes there's, let's just say, not really collusion, but sometimes the intelligence community, especially the DNI, the Director of National Intelligence and its National Intelligence Council, uh, in producing their analytic assessments, they use effectively the adversary. So they use some Chinese groups. And, uh, and so those Chinese, you know, so-called experts, they have the ability to put pressure on 
not really put pressure, um, that may not be the right language, but to weigh in, right, and give their analysis. And so there was no political will to call out um, the Chinese program. And, and in fact, the intelligence community uh, concealed from the oversight agencies, HIPSI and SISI, you know, the intelligence committees both within Congress and the Senate, that um, COVID-19 was consistent with China's biological warfare doctrine. Um, but the, the, I, I think now that some of the agencies did come out and um, said that the origins of COVID is actually a lab leak, it's just a matter of time before they acknowledge um, that where it's really coming from and how this whole thing fits into China's uh, unrestricted warfare concept, which is targeting the United States. You know, China's perceived answer number one is U.S. and they don't conceal it. And they're developing all kinds of new operational concepts. And um, in order to defeat us without actually going to war with us is to defeat us internally from the inside with all sorts of things, you know, and, and, and COVID being just one of them. Well, and of course, the concern there is we've seen Russia and China grow closer under the Biden administration, both diplomatically, economically. Russia and Iran have grown closer as well. How concerned should we be about these growing uh, relationships and, and these dynamics that are unfolding? We should be very concerned, Lisa, uh, for several reasons. The most immediate reason is that Russia and China could challenge the United States into a two-theater war, right? What do I mean by that? You know, right now we have a war um, on the European continent between Russia and Ukraine that is on the brink of spilling uh, out potentially into broader Europe uh, if Russia perceives that, you know, we stop providing warplanes to uh, to Ukraine. So that, uh, you know, is on the, uh, that can come into play. And then China can decide. And in fact, she is already, you know, contemplating taking over Taiwan by military force instead of waiting to integrate it economically. Um, and so, if they synchronize um, their op operations, it would put us really in a bind because we have provided so much weaponry to Ukraine that we are depleting our own uh, weapons arsenal. The replacement times for some of the weaponry is uh, five years for 155 millimeter ammo, um, seven years for javelins and 18 years, a whopping 18 years for stingers. And so our assessment right now is that if we were to come to Taiwan's rescue at this time, if China were to attack it, we would uh, run out of weaponry in a matter of one to two weeks because we have depleted, you know, our coffers. Um, and so Russia and China know that. And so that's how they can challenge us. From the long range standpoint, it's also 
a huge strategic threat, uh, Russia-China cooperation. Um, because right now, you know, with the U.S. government using sanctions against Russia as a weapon, Russia has turned to China, right? And they're using a lot of transactions now in, chi in Chinese yuan. And um, they're also establishing an alternative to SWIFT, right? And in the long term, both countries are planning to de-dollarize their economy. And so that is eroding uh, U.S. Uh, dominance, economic dominance. Uh, we spend decades building this international financial architecture, right? And, and, and so all of a sudden with the stroke of a pen, effectively, President Biden um, has signed a verdict, a death sentence, eventual death sentence to the Western financial architecture. And uh, it's going to be replaced because um, with the Chinese one, because there are other dictators in the world, like look at, you know, Saudi Arabia. Um, they are not exactly uh, observers of human rights. And they're looking at what's going on uh, with the sanctions regime. And they don't want to put all their eggs in the, you know, in the U.S. dollar basket. And they're going to use that system, which effectively will replace U.S. dollar uh, uh, as the premier currency of international uh, exchange and international reserves. Quick break. More on Russia and Ukraine. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Are we still the world's leading superpower? 
or are those days over? I believe we are. I mean, the United States, um, and and here's uh, why I say that. Um, we have what's a superpower, right? Um, you you include a military aspect, economic aspect, and influence, geopolitical influence, right? Militarily, we're still the top dog. Uh, in the world, although uh, Russia and China are considered to be near-peer competitors, this is the official language of the Pentagon, um, China is increasingly developing uh, very unique weaponry to include space weapons, uh, to include hypersonics. Um, it, China is also tripling its nuclear arsenal by 2035. Um, Russia is also modernizing um, its nuclear arsenal and has other, you know, space types of weaponry that, you know, they're planning to use if a conflict were to break out between uh, Russia and the U.S. So, but we're still the top dog, but they're inching up, really. Um, in terms of e economy, yes, we're still the top dog, but we have $31 trillion debt. And, and so we're not using our money, money effectively. Um, but from geopolitical standpoint, I think that's our uh, weakest point, geopolitical influence, because as you said earlier, um, nobody's afraid of us, you know, anymore. It's because we're not backing up our uh, words with actions, and um, and we just have a, a president who's perceived to be as weak based on not only on his cognitive profile, um, on his behavior, but on how he is unable to handle crisis in the world. How significant was the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan and feeding those perceptions of weakness? Very significant. It emboldened Putin and it emboldened um, Xi Jinping. In terms of um, Putin's decision calculus, uh, he saw that we do not have the stamina to basically come through on achieving our goals, right? And also, we had unachievable goals that we were pursuing. So that was from the sort of the, the, the optics standpoint, but then there was also practical uh, standpoint. We gifted billions of dollars worth of high-tech top secret weaponry to Taliban effectively. And Putin uh, is in negotiations with Taliban to get his hands on some of those weaponries. So that played in, um, that withdrawal definitely um, played into his um, decision-making. And, and the same the same for, for, for China. So they know that we don't have a clear, you know, strategy for victory, that we keep like expanding the scope when we go in into a, a, a combat theater. Um, we don't just, you know, achieve the goal and get out as we did, you know, in Afghanistan, because remember our, you know, 
CIA and uh, special forces, they did the job pretty quickly. That would have been, you know, in a matter of uh, uh, 12 to 18 months, and that would have been a good time to, to get out. But no, we kept, you know, doing it. And that's a good way, um, the Russians and the Chinese think, to exhaust our weapons arsenal and uh, erode our combat readiness. And in fact, that's what China is planning to do. That uh, The balloons, they just demonstrate it wasn't a balloon. It was also a concept of operation. Um, we, we, we used a $400,000 worth of missile, um, do, uh, missile to shoot down a cheap, you know, relatively cheap, that is, balloon. And if, if the Chinese send 20 or 100 of those in the run-up to the conflict, that's how they exhaust our um, missile arsenal. That's how they tie up our intelligence resources because we would be just really stretched. Then how do you identify, you know, uh, those payloads and, you know, all those things we, we can talk about later if you need to. But there, there's... They, these adversaries are constantly monitoring what we do, how we do it, why we do it, and how long it takes us to make uh, those decisions and who's in charge uh, that's making those decisions. How close to a world war are we right now? Well, it depends. It depends on um, um, it depends on the actions of the Biden administration and um, um, Putin and Xi Jinping. Three people. Um, well, actually, uh, Zelensky as well. Unfortunately, we outsourced our uh, decision making on matters of strategic importance to Zelensky at this point because we're letting him call the shots, no matter you know that we're fun uh, funneling all that money to him. We're basically saying he has the right to. Uh, to dictate the terms of discourse, whether he's going to negotiate with Russia or not, what the victory is. But bottom line, if so, the nuclear card uh, could be played by Putin. If here's the the intelligence assessment, if Putin um, and his intelligence services determine that the United States is about to deploy forces into the theater or take other action that would dramatically flip the battlefield uh, in Ukraine's favor, then he could detonate um, a tactical nuclear warhead in the theater, and that could cause a, uh, a World War Three. It's because we have satellite systems all over uh, the world tracking nuclear detonation, right? We have sensors on our GPS. Not many people know that, uh, but uh, we have nuclear sensors all, all over. And it's not just us, ours is the most extensive, but obviously every country that possesses uh, nuclear weapons has those. And once a nuclear strike is detected, nobody really knows, you know, uh, how this is going to progress because um, countries will react to this because there's a lot of uncertainty in this conflict. And back in the intelligence community, uh, we wargamed 
a lot of these things, specifically, you know, conflict with uh, between Russia and the United States, you know, that would grow out of a similar scenario that we're in right now with Ukraine. We simulated conflict with China and a lot what where we are now uh, is firmly on the escalation ladder and Every single time it ended up, you know, during war gaming, either in a nuclear Armageddon or cyber or space Armageddon. And so, um, so yes, I don't rule out the, the, the possibility of looking at what is happening right now. And it seems like none of these characters, you know, Biden regime, Putin regime, Zelensky, Xi, they are not anywhere close to like sitting down and talking about de-escalation. Biden has no exit strategy out of Ukraine. In fact, we're climbing, you know, high and high up the tree. And so the, the higher we climb up, the more difficult, you know, it's going to climb, climb down. So it's, I, I see no cooler heads, you know, prevailing right now. And that's the time again, for people to really wake up and start putting pressure on our officials to uh, start thinking rationally instead of like having all this wishful thinking, you know, let's let Ukraine win. Well, what does that mean, Ukraine win? Let's defeat Russia. Well, really? You think Putin is just going to sit and wait until he's defeated? Let's just, you know, all get, you know, a dose of reality and start thinking about things in a in a smart way. Yeah, Rebecca, if I asked you every question I had would be talking for like three or four hours. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wanted to make sure we get this in before we go. Uh, your book, Putin's Playbook, people can you know find out uh, a lot of what we discussed here, but a lot more as well. Uh, but there was an effort to try to shut your book down by the government. Talk about what people can get from your book and then also why there was an effort to, to try to shut it down. Sure. In my book, I predicted this conflict, you know, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. But I also laid out uh, at the unclassified level, Putin's entire uh, strategy, you know, what his goals are, how he's planning to achieve them. Um, and there are several instruments, you know, to Russian, you know, statecraft. It's not just nuclear. It's not just um uh, military, but there's also like um, Star Wars strategy, cyber weapons uh, strategy, um, how he infiltrates um, uh, spies into the United States to try to destabilize the country uh, from the from the inside. It talks about, you know, what happened in 2016 and the role of, of the Russians, as well as the role of the corrupt intelligence officials. Um, so all of that is laid out. So every question is answered about, about Putin's mindset and, um, and, and Russia and how the Russians think and why Russia can never be America's friend. Um, the as, as a former intelligence officer, I had to submit my manuscript to my former agency, the Defense Intelligence Agency, and um, it had to be reviewed by both them and the CIA because I did some work for the National Clandestine Service um, as well. And so they reviewed it and they dragged on the review process. Um, 
And also they claimed that there was classified information. There was no classified information in my book because, you know, I know I'm not full right i would have been in jail already if there were uh some but they deemed classified such silly things and um is uh my personal opinion that cia's cafeteria was uh, better than dia's and in fact i wrote a piece um about that called top secret vietnamese soup uh or top secret soup on in town hall right um so he talks about that but the real reason why they tried to silence me is because in my book i it exposed the incompetence of the intelligence community about russia about putin you know and how they bungled the russia thread because they diverted resources on the non-existent you know uh, trump russia collusion instead of actually tracking russia's military modernization and putin's plans and doctrine and the obama administration remember at the time when he was criticizing uh senator romney uh who said that russia was the the biggest geopolitical threat uh obama was pursuing the wishful thinking um reset policy with russia he was very aware of the threat right and yet he didn't bother to develop a counter strategy and now we're trying to come up with some magic bullet you know um how can we defeat Putin? Um, and so these are the reasons why the intelligence community tried to silence uh, my book, because they don't want the incompetence uh, exposed. Um, so that's why you will see some of these uh, black uh, blackouts. Um, but that that's the tr that's just what they do. You know, they use legitimate processes. They weaponize them against those with whom you know, who tried to, uh, to, to sort of to blow the whistle on their um, lack of competence and lack of strategy to uh, protect Americans from foreign threats. All right. Well, Rebecca, you know, and, and I, I believe the Ukrainian people are, are, are fighting for their freedom. I just I don't trust uh, Zelensky's intention. And if he's you know telling this truth. But uh, Rebecca Koffler, this has been a fascinating conversation. I've, I really appreciate your time. I've taken up a lot of it. I'm sorry. I just had so many questions for you. Uh, I, I, I so appreciate your time. And everyone go check out Putin's playbook, Rebecca's book. Of course. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor to be here with you and uh, and your listeners. And I hope you guys learned a lot. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Rebecca Koffler. Again, she's out with a new book, Putin's Playbook. It's hard to get to the truth with all of this, but I think it's important to just bring different perspectives, talk to different people. You know, we've talked to Mike Pompeo talking to someone like Rebecca Koffler, who obviously has a different point of view in all of this, but also someone who has studied this, who has studied Russia, who has studied Putin. She knows what she's talking about. So in all of this, you figure out what you believe and we'll continue to work to try to get to the truth on these issues and, and so much more on The Truth with Lisa Booth. And I hope you listen every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. Also, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I love looking at those, looking at the ratings as well, uh, seeing what you have to say. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting this together. Until next time. 
Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to fourpatriots.com/lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com/lisa. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.